0: it's that time of the week it's time for chit chat across the pond this is episode number 468 for december 13th 2016 and i'm your host allison sheridan this week is returning guest one of my favorite guests one of my best friends that i've never met chris ashley of the smr podcast how you doing today chris what up
1: what up what up what up how you doing my dear
0: i'm doing good i'm excited i love the fact that i know i can bring you on have a strict agenda and have us not follow it at all
1: right (laughs) You're like, here's this nice thing I laid out. Like, I don't look at agendas. <laughs> Stop it. No, I will not conform.
0: You accidentally no. made it. A, you made an agenda last week on a Chicken Wings and Beer episode. So I think you threw everybody off.
1: I did throw everybody off. Man, Rob, even after the show, was like, yo, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, explain a little bit about what uh, the SMR podcast is for people who haven't heard of it and, uh, and then what Chicken Wings and Beer is. Because I, I don't think there's a show like yours on the internet.
1: So we, we, you know, we got three friends. So SMR Podcast is three, three, three friends who sit down and we talk tech. It's, it started out with us just talking tech, but it's evolved into us talking about just about anything. We, we center around tech because that's our passion. That's what we do. We all are around in, in the software industry for a living. But the unique aspect of our show is that we're real friends. So a lot of shows you listen to, you, you end up hearing folks that are work together. But because we know integral stuff about each other, families and personalities, it just creates a atmosphere that when you listen to the show, you actually feel like you're one of us listening (laughs) to the show, you know, and you want to get in the conversation. So it's a fun part of it. Now, every once in a while, one third of the show, he travels a lot, Mr. Rod Simmons. And so Rob Dunwood, the other host, and I, when we have a little bit more geeky interests in the other direction than what Rod has. Rod is certainly a geek. He's a programmer, super smart guy, but he doesn't get into gaming and movies and TV shows. And so when we when he's not there, it's kind of like, you know, the cats will come out to play. And so now <laughs> we've expanded even more of our conversation into TV shows and movies and games and gaming and controllers and all whatever. It doesn't matter. So it becomes a more off the cuff conversation and it's a lot of fun people enjoy it and uh, we have a good time doing it so it's a uh it's, it's just a it's just kind of a unique show that uh you know people seem to enjoy when they listen
0: Yeah you know I'm not a gamer but I uh I don't always fast forward to the gaming parts because a lot of times it's just fun listening to you guys talk to each other the, the way I tar- try to describe the show to people is it's like imagine a, a tailgate party except what they're talking
1: about most of the time is tech but right, it might be football. football, but it might also it, be football, but, might be video games. Yeah, because we're big football fans, too. So all the stuff that most people are fans of, we're fans of. And, you know, and oftentimes we bring a different perspective than what a lot of other people are bringing to the table. And I think that's the probably the funnest part of the whole thing is that we can bring. Uh, a, a different side or a different point of view, because, you know, Rod is super smart in accounting and business and Rob, the same thing. And, you know, I'm just off the wall sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> Well, yeah, I
0: Rod, th- th- the other unique thing is Rod does things like, and that's R.O.D. Rod, uh, he reads books,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's the only one that reads books. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) the crew. So
0: whenever you guys are talking about that, I always think of of, uh, the movie Matilda uh, when her dad says, what do you need a book for when the TV's
1: right there? (laughs) You know what? He's a smart man. And it's funny, too, because then that brings, you know, everybody has an interest that the other two don't care about.
0: Oh right, right, right. Rod, Rod you know, really wants to talk about electric vehicles, and Chris is ready to kill himself if he talks about it anymore. Chris like, will go off on on uh, um, on TV shows or on video games, and Chris uh, Rod is man. like, "I'm going to go take a nap for
1: a while." Robin, Rod and I enjoy cooking, and it's not Rob's thing. You know, yeah. he loves eating, but he's not. He doesn't care about the knives and the different techniques, and all. he doesn't care about that stuff. So it just kind of it's kind of a weird thing that happened organically, but yeah. it's. It's it's fun. It's fun when you recognize it without it without it actually recognizing. And it's you know, and we're also we don't edit the show, so if there's an awkward moment or something <laughs> it weird, stays that comes up, it stays awkward. It stays awkward, it's going out, everybody's gonna hear it, and it's funny when you hear people pick sometimes people don't pick up on it, but when you see comments and you're like, Oh, I love this moment right here, you kinda chuckle because like, yeah, that was an awkward moment. And yes, you did catch it. So it's it's kinda funny. <laughs>
0: And you're not afraid to back away from you'll actually talk about social issues. And I think that's been uh, yeah. really eye opening for me because I get a I get an insight and insight into the world that you live in that's different from the world I live in. And and so that's been uh, that's probably one of my favorite things. But you could never have talked me into listening for that. Right. Oh, I don't want to listen about social issues. You know, it,
1: it's, it's, it's kind of a recent thing we started doing probably over the last year um and it's because we have voices you know we're all african americans but we're we're you know relatively successful by today's standard you, you shouldn't have I mean. put "butt" before that should you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah.
0: sorry awkward moment <laughs> right <laughs> even you know, though we're, all, we're black
1: we're successful it's amazing we're successful <laughs> you know by today's standards it's not necessarily always uh you know looked at in the same light but you know it, it is we, we we you know we're successful guys and uh we have families houses cars you know but uh we didn't come up that way you know and mm-hmm. so we we can relate to a lot of the things that we see on TV. So it's kind of like when you have a, you know, when you have somebody, you have a situation that you may not be aware of because it's just not a part of your every day, but you have a very good friend who you trust, who can kind of lay it out for you. Then you kind of, it, it kind of broadens you as a person yeah. because you, you now become more relatable to other experiences. And that's the cool thing. And certainly when we have people on the show that can help us broaden our, you know, our eyes and our visions, you know, we love that too. So it's, it's, it's all good. That's why we, that's why we uh, really mesh well together.
0: Yeah. Rob, Rob said something really cool to me. Uh, I called him once cause I wanted to talk to him about one of the social issues and I didn't want to do it publicly. So I'm not going to talk about what we talked about, but I asked him at the end, I said, well, how do I, how do I just end up knowing more about this? And he said, keep calling me. You know, and, and it just having that door open to be able to say, you know, what's it like to be you? You know, right. that's, that is such a cool thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, but none of this yep. is why I had Chris on, on the show. Um, I yeah. like to have Chris on the show because Chris is as rabid about Windows as I am about everything from Apple. Is that a safe that's, statement?
1: That is a hundred percent safe Microsoft, statement. Microsoft, I should say. Not just yeah. Windows. Yeah, not Windows. Microsoft.
0: So a lot of stuff has been happening in just in the last uh, month or so with from Microsoft. And uh, I'm going to pick these for for no uh, particular order. But the main thing I wanted to get you on for to make sure we talked about was Microsoft announced this week and came out with a little video where they talked about Windows on ARM. Yes. So I'm not going to set it up any more than that. What does that even mean? what What do you mean by arm? What is arm? Why is this exciting? Because you're just like drooling. You're so excited, and I don't know what it means.
1: Okay, so for the less savvy listening to the show, or not as savvy, but you just may not know not all eligible. these geeky, geeky, geeky terms. The reality is, you know, the, the 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 brains in computer systems that run on the regular computers and laptops are different than the brains that run our you know, our iPads and our tablets and, and those type of things. Um, and one of the cool niches that Apple was able to pull out is because they created a powerful tablet in the iPad that could do a lot of work for people. And it kind of opened up a new way of thinking. Which so the is,
0: iPad runs on an arm. Right. It's the, well, what is it, A10 yep. or whatever they call it now?
1: Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, you can grab one, an iPad and you can do emails. You can surf the web. There are very there's photo you know, there's editing, photo <laughs> editing. There's you know Microsoft put Excel, PowerPoint, Woo-hoo. uh, and uh, Office. I mean, uh, Word and other. You know, there's a lot of productivity things you can do on an iPad. And so, it, it then creates a vacuum under the regular computing world because now you got people who second guess: Do I really need a computer? Or can I just get an iPad and do what, I do, do what I need to do? Is it good enough? You know, right. and you always have, uh, Rod taught me a long time ago when, you know, we go into customers and we talk about software, there's always the 80-20 rule. If it does 80% what I need it to, then it, the only question is, can I forego the 20? Well, that's the same thing that, uh, that comes up when you talk about these tablets and, uh, you know, and then entering Google now with their Chromebooks. Which run on the same type of processor, an ARM Wait, processor. Chromebooks
0: are Chromebooks are on ARM, all of them. Yes, yeah, some of Even I don't like know if pixel? all of them
1: are, but I, I know some of them are. Huh. Okay. Um, and the other thing about it is the price point with the Chromebooks because they're so cheap, and it's very difficult for uh, Dell and HP and um, you know these other manufacturers to come up with a a regular computer that can compete within you know, within not so much the iPad because iPads are super expensive, depending on which one you get, but with the Chromebooks. So the Chromebooks are more of a problem for the Windows ecosystem than um than the iPads are. But the idea of the iPad is what started this rationale. I think so that, I think all- the
0: Chromebooks is are as big a threat to uh, Mac OS as they are to Windows.
1: Sure, sure, because, you know, people... Even more you know,
0: because of schools, of how easy they are to, if you mess them up, if something goes wrong with it, you can, you know, throw it away for 150 bucks, or it's always wipeable.
1: Yep, and so, like, I think some of the, the cheaper Chromebooks run on ARM, and then I think some of the more expensive ones have a regular processor. Um, I think that's the way they kind of laid it out. But either way, so what, what Microsoft announced this week was the fact that they have a fully... Functioning version of Windows 10 that can run on ARM. That that's be that they're porting to ARM, and so immediately we start thinking, well, isn't this what Windows RT was? It's kind of like you know Windows 8. It was on an ARM processor, didn't really go so well for you guys. Why are you doing this again? Uh uh-uh. uh. This is this is not a separate computing. You know is which is based off of the same thing, but you know the 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 architectures. That, no no no. What they did is they ported Windows 10 to ARM. So it's the same Windows 10, except what they also did, which was the biggest downside of Windows RT, which was which was you could not run regular applications on that platform. You, they've created an emulator that works in the Windows 10 on ARM that can run regular x86, applications so, so let's back that up for a second part. so so
0: yeah. uh a windows rt tablet had the the touch interface type windows but didn't have real windows underneath so you, right. could, was, you could open
1: a desktop, a, but it, yeah but you couldn't install adobe you couldn't install um you know it, i don't want to say word because it did have a version that ran on it was it was a but version the, of word but it wasn't the same version of word right 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 so it was it was like a little brother to windows 10 now we're talking about being able to take an ARM device, like a, you know, think of an iPad running Windows 10.
0: Or an iPad, that, would the equivalent really be, like, if an iPad could run OS 10? There you go. Or, or it's yeah. called Mac OS now?
1: Yeah, and not only run it, but run the applications that you install on an OS X uh, device. Now you're talking about, wait a minute, if I can do that, what, is the, what are the advantages of an ARM processor? Well, standby time is significantly longer.
0: Oh cuz they're real low powered, right? That's their main right. their main tricky
1: bit. Yeah. So overall power usage is lower. So you then if you if so if you can extend the battery life and then you have the overall power usage is lower, the rest of the components probably won't need to be that expensive, right? So now you can start making Windows 10 devices that are a lot cheaper than where they are today and compete with the Chromebooks which are in that, you know, $150, $200 range. But so when you look at it now, you're like, okay, I can get a Chromebook for $150, $200. And really, it's just a web browser with some, you know, strong capabilities in it. Or I can get Windows 10. Hmm. You know, that choice should be pretty simple. Well you know? so
0: well maybe not maybe not for my school example it wouldn't be because the big advantage of a Chromebook is that you aren't really running any operating system you've just got web apps and so you can't the kids can't mess them up but for regular people maybe that would be uh, would take that question away i can stay in sure, this but, environment that's a real operating system where i can run real applications but now on
1: these really inexpensive computers yeah but think about it though when when you have a school that's running uh, Chromebooks. They're not switching because P- kids can't mess them up. They're switching because of the price point.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I think it's both. I th- the price yeah. point is probably what brings them to the table. But as, as rabid as I am about the Mac, if I were running a network of, of 50 or 100 laptops in a school, I would absolutely want the one that caused me the least amount
1: of work. And that's going to sure, be a that- Chromebook.
0: That's going be, yeah. to beat everything because they just can't mess it up. There's nothing they can do to screw it up.
1: Yeah, that and that's that's a valid aspect. But you could you could essentially, I'm sure you could. I know for a fact you can accomplish the same thing on Windows 10, um, or um, and going back days. You know, well, preventing yeah, but, people but, from messing stuff up.
0: But no, that that's rewinding it and re-erasing it every day, which uh, you can do on a Mac, too. This is they can't screw it up in the first place.
1: No, that's that's one aspect where you just say, okay, end of the day, wipe, restart. You know what I mean? That That is what right. a lot of people used to do. But you can lock the Windows 10 down so only yeah, these, these things can be done.
0: Yeah, these kids are clever. Chris. They're getting the savvy. Monsters. They're getting savvy. But yeah. anyway, I, I don't want to get yeah, it that, that. That, that deep. So, that, so that back rival, on the but. emulation thing, so, so yeah, yeah, is yeah. it that the operating system is emulating the calls? F- I, I don't know the right words. You know more about this than I do, but it's not that the applications are running in emulation mode. The applications are running in their native mode, but then it's the operating system that's emulating
1: yeah, the yeah, system
0: so calls to
1: an ARM processor instead of Intel? That's how I read the announcement. That you know the op the applications would just be the same. You would install them, and then the operating system can then translate it to an ARM processor as opposed to an Intel based um, processor. That's how I'm reading it. Now yeah, I didn't you would see think a lot that would of be detail, slow though, right? This. That's what they say, right? And that's what you would expect. Because like, okay, it's ARM. It's not as powerful, but I think uh, uh, Paul Therod went into details about why he's excited about it. And he kind of made a few points. Plus, he had the chance to interview um the main the main cat that it announced it in the first place. Okay. Um so and one of the things he they said is that this the speed is actually really good. Now the other thing he said is that over the last couple of years, they've done significant enhancements to the ARM processor. Where okay. it, you know, it's much more powerful than it had been in the past. Right. So I think that combination of you know mark of arm increasing the, you know, the the capabilities of their chip coupled in with the fact that um that Microsoft created this emulator and you know obviously it's going to it's going to take some work and it's people people are going to have to play with it to determine you know is it a you know is it a viable option for them or not but what they're what the way they're looking at it is this is not for everybody right if you need more powerful computer, sure. you go get an Intel computer. It, but if you're like my mom who was fine on Windows RT, my mother-in-law who was fine on Windows RT, then this is for them.
0: Right. And you're not – we've argued about this before. You're not just saying that because they're women. No. <laughs> I tried to all. give yeah. you I tried to give you a hard time for that before, but uh, <laughs> no, I lost. Fact, it,
1: it has, yeah, that's not even remote. It's just that they're not computer savvy. My mom yeah. – Watching my mom, I've told this story a zillion times, watching my mom use the mouse for the first time has to be one of my top five comical moments in life. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like she was actually trying to kill the mouse. The way she smashed her hand down on top of it, and then she didn't like, you know, you cup the mouse with your two fingers so you can hit the buttons and move it around. She was just like, Boom, boom, like the palm of her <laughs> hand was like, ah, what do I do with this thing? And it was just, oh, my God, I, could, I couldn't I could even stop laughing to tell her how to use yeah. it. Just, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, so, you know, now, you know, these things are touchscreen, <laughs> much easier for her. So, yes, yeah, no, yeah. Nothing, definitely so- nothing. So
0: getting back to the, uh, to the speed, I watched a video um, put out by Microsoft where they showed that they were, they had this arm machine. I don't know if it was a tablet or what it was, but it was an arm processor. And they specifically brought up the system window to show what they had in this machine, showing it was an arm processor, showing it only had four gigs of RAM. And then they brought up Photoshop and did a, I don't know, a Gaussian blur or something like that on something. And it did not take forever. I mean, no. it wasn't, it, I, I don't know whether what they showed would have been twice as fast on an Intel processor, but I didn't True. go, well, that's terrible. I mean, it was just kind of mm. like, oh, well, you know, maybe it only had three layers. It didn't have 50 layers. But like you say, if you're just somebody who wants to, uh, you know, take an outlet out of a picture in the corner, the kind of thing you would do a Snapseed on an iPad, then that's probably yep. going to be great. Um, and, 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 but it was and, pretty fast. Oh, and, from, they, and they played video back, to, or did video playback, and it looked great, too.
1: Yeah, and from the announcement and uh, the interview with uh, Terry Meyerson, that's that's where they're going. So that's the first part of the excitement of it because you're like, wow, okay, you can get a low, you know, cheaper device that you can kick around. It's running full windows. You got ridiculous battery life. And, you know, we're talking about the difference probably between, you know, five, six hours, seven hours, eight, nine, you know, depending on the device to like, you know, 15, 20 on the regular, Not not these— outlier machines but you know regular machines having that type of battery life that's awesome you know um, being able to get back into the school systems and uh, be able to compete more with these Chromebooks um, based on their needs if it's price they're good to go um, with these type of devices but what the most exciting piece of this is at least for folks like myself is then you're like okay so what, what is an iPad? It's a, you know, we've made fun of it for, for years. It's a, it's a real big iPhone. Mm-hmm. And the iPhone and iPad run the same processor. So wait a minute. If we can run Windows 10 on ARM, could this finally be the holy grail of computing that we've been looking for? Where I could have a phone that's running full Windows 10, but it's a phone, and I don't have to have a laptop anymore? I can just go into my office because Microsoft did a great job with Continuum, which was their technology that basically created two separate UIs based on the monitors the device was connected to. Oh, so so
0: you get you get something appropriate for touch and a tiny little screen. And then mm -hmm. when you plug it into a bigger monitor, it goes, oh, okay, I'll
1: give you the real the real screen. You nailed it. Hmm. Absolutely and they did that specifically with like so even on office you know how you kind of get when you're on a smaller device you would get that the hamburger menu but mm-hmm. when you're on a larger device you would get that full bar right. and it and that's that's, kind of, that's what continuum did you know beyond that it you know it it just basically it was there to recognize the difference in sizes so imagine now i got full windows 10 and i can take my phone and go into my office plug it in and all of a sudden i am working full computer no compromises. And then when I'm ready to leave, I just pick my phone, unplug my phone, and I'm out the door. You know how awesome would be? You know, I just came back from Germany a couple uh, about a month and a half ago. I don't have to you know worry about my laptop anymore on my back. I could just <laughs> you know just have my phone because I, I was I wasn't going to create uh you know space time. You know <laughs> I was going to present. The physics
0: were heard in the uh, yeah. In the no, meeting.
1: Not at all. I was going to present. So that doesn't require me carrying a laptop, present and take notes, present and take notes. So my phone being a full computer, man, that is the exciting part for folks like me, is the possibilities there. And when Paul pressed him on, does this mean <laughs> that we'll see? Because, you know, we've heard rumors for that a Surface phone is coming. Oh. And then Microsoft is seeing some great success with the Surface name, with the Surface devices they've created so far. So it was, the natural progression was a surface phone. But now you're like, wait a minute. Is the surface phone gonna be this thing? Now you start getting the chills and you start, you know, you start geeking a little bit like, wait, this this would be awesome. So that's what got us super excited and what's interesting about this. And, you know, so what the what the report said is that we probably won't see actual devices until late uh, 2017 and then see stuff ramping up in 2018. So we're about a year off from seeing some, you know, seeing these devices come to fruition. So that's not far, you know, that, that, that time flies quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, been just trying to picture in a regular person's life. I mean, you've got, you do stuff at home and at work, it would be it, even that level of travel would be a huge advantage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, for a regular even for regular people, you go home and put your phone down and plug it in and you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm working or I'm checking emails and stuff like that. I pick it up and do it on my, with my fingertips, plug it in go to bed, go to work. You know, yeah. it, it, the possibilities there and, are And since are we very, don't
0: worry about storage as much as we used to, since we're keeping no. everything up in the cloud, you yeah. get rid of a lot of that too.
1: Yep. Yep. That, that's
0: pretty it. interesting. That's a, that's a great description. Um, I want to move you on to uh, something I didn't tell you we were going to talk about, but there was an interesting article came out. Well, I'm seeing it 9to5Mac that said uh, that Microsoft is saying that more people are switching from Mac to Surface than ever before uh, because of people's disappointment in the new MacBook Pro. Um, my favorite quote from about that, though, was when Paul Thorat said, remember, one is bigger than zero. <laughs> so this could be, you know, we get a three percent churn, and now it's a three and a half percent churn, or it could have gone from three to thirty percent. Right? But it it and is kind of interesting.
1: I, I think I see. I always take these these type of stories and these type of revelations with a grain of salt, especially after reading the article where they interviewed the guy who creates fake news articles. Not saying <laughs> you know anything bad about nine to five Matt, but the, you know it, it, you have to realize at this point that headlines are made to drive traffic not to deliver news hmm. so you have to you know when you so when you look at that type of information now with with that being said you know you read if you read the comments and again you can't always trust the comments but you know people were disappointed what was what was what was being announced by apple mm-hmm. to some extent and people were super excited about the new computer um the new surface that Microsoft, the this,
0: Surface Studio, right?
1: The Surface Studio, yep. Yeah, that Microsoft announced, um, which is essentially an all-in-one PC, but it's super expensive, you know. But it looked it looked really nice. Yeah. Well,
0: that, and let's actually talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so the Surface Studio is a 28-inch monitor, basically on a stand with a yep. little block down below that looks like a uh, an, a Mac Mini, basically connected to it. Yep. And um, it, it's it got this beautiful hinge that allows you to tilt it down to something like a 20-degree angle. A lot of people are saying, like a drafting board, which I exactly. find funny because who under 30 knows what a drafting board is? That's not the <laughs> great, greatest analogy. Um, I People have been losing their ever-loving minds about it, which is, is great because, I mean, it's really drool-worthy in the videos. Um, but I want to give you a quote from from Leo Laporte, he said he was demoing it. He was talking about how great it was. And he said, it's underpowered and really slow. And it's the most exciting computer I've seen in years. Oh, he might've also said expensive.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's definitely expensive. It's three G's. uh, I think on the low end.
0: Yeah. It starts at $3,000 and it's got a pretty low end processor in it. I think. Um,
1: that's you can get an i five or i seven you have the option you can get yeah,
0: but I mean an i five it well it starts with a an i five eight gigs of ram, yeah um, and it's got the surface pen with it for three thousand dollars
1: and then you you can it is go a beautiful display though four gigs up to thirty two gigs of memory i yeah, here's the reality, right it's still Windows ten running there, right, and you know fans of Windows Ten like Windows Ten, and people who hate it are gonna hate it. But I think what the what the hype is, is the fact that this, you know, just looking at the device itself, it's it's pretty damn innovative and pretty good looking. Yeah. And and I think
0: that might be it. I think that's really what's what's spectacular about it is, is how beautiful it is.
1: Yeah. And it's I mean, and it is. And the fact that, you know, you do you know, one of the things they've always touted with the service devices is how illustrators. Or they worked with illustrators, had them use the device right in front of them, testing. Here, try this one, try this one with different configurations so that they could place their palm on the screen and continue to draw. And so the fact that they can collapse this thing all the way down and kind of surface, uh, serve those same type of folks. I can see DJs using this thing, all these digital DJs out there uh, to some extent. I can see them using this. So, I, but. Whether, you know, who can use it or not, it's still a computer, right? But I, it's so, it's not so much that they built this new computer that does this new thing. What they did is they built something that was beautiful, different, uh, innovative, and in, in, as far as the design of it. And so and he didn't get that from, you know, from the latest, which is what we would associate. Those terms that I just used were a given. Like they would have those right, in their right. back pockets. And, as from Apple. As Apple. Yeah, as soon as anything, as soon as uh, he opened his mouth it would be like, here you go. They just pull out of the pocket and drop it in the article. Bam! Innovative. <laughs> beautiful. You know, and it would right. just be right there. And for quite some time, you weren't hearing those terms on a regular basis about anything that Microsoft developed. So so that's where the hook, the hype is coming from. And that's where the hype should come from. Because you know the hype for Windows 10 is we we've already done that we've already been excited about that and there's nothing changing here as far as that's concerned but the beautiful screen the design the the foldability it just looks like a lovely device you know and it's expensive so Microsoft keeps these devices at a premium because they don't want to step on their partners um so you'll probably see some knockoff versions of this soon by you know by the other guys um you know Dell and uh, HPE and they'll they'll come out with their version the same way they did the Surface and and I'm so then you know one of the things we've talked about in the past is I'm glad that Microsoft is doing this because these guys were getting lazy yeah. they weren't coming yeah. out with stuff like this it was the same old rubber stamp boom boom out well, the, the door the Surface boom. Book also lit the
0: world on fire with the excitement unfortunately they went a little too far ahead in the process of technology they went for the uh, uh, they went sky like too early and it caused a lot of overheating problems
1: and, <clears throat> yeah, there was me, some sleeping overheating and shut down and things. There was a, yeah, they definitely needed some more work on the, uh, on the firmware, but they've been upgrading that thing on a regular basis. Yeah, here but it's, it's good now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it affected different people in different ways. I didn't. I definitely seen some of the issues, but it wasn't wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, I'm taking this thing back. I love my, you know, Surface Book. <laughs> you know, what the hinge they put on it, innovative. You know, some people liked it, some people. Hate, but like anything else, it's polarizing. So when you have stuff that's polarizing, guess what? People are talking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that hasn't
1: actually worked for Apple, the polarizing <laughs> part. <laughs> because they are expected to be perfect. You know, they they've already done that part. So now that now everything is now it's you know, like everything. When you get to the top, now it's time to start chipping chipping away. You know, and <laughs> I, I actually start to feel bad a little bit because I'm like, all right, come on. You know, that's valid criticism. That's ridiculous. You know, that's valid, that's you know, you start getting into this like, Come on guys, let's 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 just keep keep the stuff real. Um so I, I wonder yeah, whether Microsoft's innovation here in making
0: such a beautiful computer will uh, make Apple step up its game. If they, you know, that's got to be killing them to say, you know, Johnny, I have to hear people saying something Microsoft came up with was more beautiful than what he came up with. I mean, he, probably, he might have killed himself already.
1: No? Do you think <laughs> is the PC market still important to them? You know, or uh, it. Do they still have to, you know, are they still going after TVs and watches and all that stuff?
0: Well, I think they're willing to cannibalize any of their markets that they've shown that time after time. Um, you know, they they love to come out with a device that eats their own lunch and, you know, sure. before somebody else does it. Um, they don't seem to have any affection for their older devices where they, you know, just go, OK, no, we got to preserve that, which has been some other companies problems. Um I am still of the belief, you know, I so I bought the new MacBook Pro, and I've got a 2013 MacBook Pro and now the 2016 MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, and I've got a 2015 MacBook, the little 12-inch MacBook. I feel sorry for my 12-inch MacBook. Because that was my, that was probably what I used. If I was writing for the podcast, I sit down, you know, working on the show, I sit Uh down at my, my big girl computer with my big girl monitor and I do my big girl work. But then all the rest of the time I would carry this tiny little two pound laptop around the house or wherever I was going, you know, and travel and everything. Right. I'm hardly using it at all. I'm unplugging and it takes me like 10 minutes to dismount all the darn drives and everything and, and unplug this thing and, and carry it downstairs and it weighs three pounds. No. No. Weighs four pounds instead of two pounds, weighs twice as much. But you know what? That touch bar with touch ID to unlock passwords is just mind bendingly wonderful. I, See. I I I haven't really gotten good at using touch bar for other stuff yet, but I mean, just to go to a website and you and I hit Command backslash, backspl- Dang it! I can never say that. I want to say backsplash, backslash, <laughs> and that launches uh, one password and a, and a little bouncy thing says, "Touch your finger to touch ID," and you go click and you're done and you hit enter. I mean, you're it's it's like two keystrokes and your password right. is entered no matter how long it is, and right. that's just. A, I mean, it brings a tear to your eye, and then I go back to my Macbook. And I'm like, ah. Oh, Oh, I gotta I, type I, in my you password. Have to type password? Oh. And and the the new keyboard on the uh new MacBook Pro is easily twice as good as the one on the MacBook. I've tried to really like the one on the MacBook and I can stand mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. I don't hate this one at all. I I kind of like it. I'm I'm getting pretty used to it, and um, I I still like the separate keyboard they have, their Magic Keyboard. But enough about this is different and cooler and better that even though it's not faster because the Intel processors really haven't done anything in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's it's a
1: wonderful machine. I love it. Yeah. And then, to be expected, I mean, you always got to go with new hotness, right? Well, there's so.
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kenny uh, Lee asked me in the uh, in the No Nosilla Castaways uh, Facebook group. He said, so tell me when you buy it. Oh, he thought I was selling my 2011 MacBook Pro because I got the new one. And why, you know, is that what I usually do five to six years? I said, well, no, there's a whole other model in there. And he said, so you just buy it because it's new. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 But a, I would that's tell 11. people if you have a 2013 MacBook Pro, you don't need a 2016. You really don't. It is not faster. I I have done as many tests as I can think of, and with the exception of dragging a giant, like, six gigabyte file onto the disk, which goes about twice as fast, nothing else is faster. Rendering video isn't faster. Everything they're doing, they're, now they now, now they are, a lot of people talk about the uh, new MacBook Pro, the thing they were upset about was that it only mm-hmm. goes up to 16 gigs of RAM. And the reason they did that was because they wanted to maintain a 10, uh, 10 hour battery life, and um, and so they wanted to use the lower uh, um, uh, power, the lower powered RAM that only mm-hmm. goes up to sixteen gig. And so sure. they they made the choice to stick with the, the lower RAM. But it appears, and so I forget who told me this, and i and I've witnessed it myself. It uses the disk as a, it swaps before running out of, of RAM. So, you know, normally you run out of RAM and then it swaps to disk and everything slows down, right? Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had 17 applications open and I ran a uh, photo stack merge of 10, like 15 gigabyte, fi- or 15 megabyte files of photo stack merge within this application. And I still had three and a half gig left, but I was swapping to disk. But, it, <laughs> but it's to this, this 2000 megabyte a second SSD.
1: Right, and so that so swapping the disk is not as taboo as it used to be, right? Right, right. Because you, you're basically as fast on the on the disk as you are to memory, so... Yeah, I'd, love it's not,
0: to, I'd love to have an equivalent machine with 32 gigs of memory and see what it would have done in the speed. That I can't do, because it did take a couple minutes to do this operation. That sure. didn't even occur to me to close apps. Why should I? Didn't <laughs> Why bother? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... so. I, I like the idea that Microsoft, though, might be be pushing the envelope enough to uh, tickle this is Apple what we want, Right to bring it on.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is what we want. You know, you 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 know, I tell you know, you want your competitor to do something banging, <laughs> so that you then turn around and get your juices flowing again. Microsoft definitely was dormant for some time, but man, they've had a nice run over the last three four years. You know, in both software and hardware base, which is the cool part of it. It's a it they you know they're firing on a uh, on a bunch of cylinders right now and it's nice to see for once because you know I've I've talked about this a lot is the the press for Microsoft is hasn't been fair um at all you know mm-hmm. Apple and Google could do stuff and it would be like oh this happened and it'd be like psh, 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 under the rug you know Microsoft does something and it's gonna it's <laughs> it's gonna be out there for the next week or two and uh, and so. It, but now when you see positive press coming out and you're like oh okay people are coming around a little bit um and who was that you know who said like the guy from the verge got himself for a surface you know and and tweeted it out and i was like huh ah. I still don't like you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I've never met you, but you've said too much bad stuff about Microsoft for me to go back the other direction. But hey, enjoy your Surface.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you you talk about in software as well. They've been making a lot of advances. The thing that has just shocked and amazed me is how well they've been supporting uh, Apple products. And in yeah. fact, they were they were kind of. Letting the iPad have stuff ahead of uh, the Microsoft products for a little while there.
1: Sure, sure. and I, crazy. I, it used to irk me. And it still, <laughs> can imagine. it still hurts a little bit. But when you think about it, you know, we're a software company first, right? Well, that's what their mindset is. Mm-hmm. So we got to put our software everywhere it can be as, as quickly as it can be. So it makes sense. You know what I mean? Not a hardware company. We're a software company. We have hardware stuff, but that's not what pays the bills. Right, So, right. you know, getting annoyed if you if you're a fan of the company, right, then you got to be a fan of the move because it makes sense. You know, and that's where I had to come around on this issue, because I used to get super salty when, you know, <laughs> something would show up on an Android device or an iPhone and it wouldn't be on Windows at all. I don't know Windows uh, mobile device at all. And I was, but when you think about it, and you're like, are you are you more a fan of the phone or you're a fan of the company? Then you start to realize, okay, wait a minute, I'm thinking about this all wrong. And that's where I had to come around on those type of things. But they've done a good job, you know, supporting um, other platforms. Like I've been running this Android phone for a couple months now. And uh, Office works great on there. Then I've used Excel. I've used OneNote. I've used Word when documents come in and I need to edit them and send them back. And it works great, you know, and and, (laughs) As much as it pains you, right? <laughs> as much as it pains me, and in fact, I'm going to pain this phone back, <laughs> and put a hammer in it. But you know, well, we'll maybe talk about maybe that. we
0: should. Well, uh, I, I we'll come to that. That's I want to yeah, close yeah. out on that subject. But before that, I think it's time to uh, confess to the NoCilla Castaways. The SMR podcast fans have already heard this. I actually plunked down my hard-earned money for Microsoft Office 365. I called Chris before I did it. uh, And it was it was pretty fun for him to get to know first that I was going to do it. Um, So my biggest motivation was how hard it would be for me to load office 2011. So first I got to go find an optical disc drive, right? Because they don't, you know, Macs don't come with those anymore and have them for years. So mm-hmm. I got to go get that. And I think there's one in Steve's closet, but Steve's closet is where he hides my Christmas presents. And he was out right then. So I couldn't even do it then. So I'd have to go get him and have him go in, find it for me, plug it in. Okay. Now I find an open USB port. Okay. Got that. Now I got to find my original optical disc and I've got a drawer, you know, with a hundred of these silly things in there for nostalgia mostly. And I'd have to dig through and find it. Okay. Put that in. Now I'm going to install it. Oh, now I'm going to need my license keys. Now I've got my license keys and they're in one password. So I got to dig those out. I put those in and now what am I going to do? I'm going to spend the next two days doing software updates from 2011 to 2016, right? Mm-hmm. So all the security updates. So I said, all right, it's fine. to <laughs> I, I, and, and part of it, and I know Microsoft doesn't care at all, but part of it was a reward to them for how well they've been supporting the Mac. They're doing all this great stuff on the Mac and on the, on the iPhone and iPad to support us and not asking for any money. You know, SkyDrive, I've had a fair amount of SkyDrive, like 30 gig, I think, because of some special deals. And, you know, I had all this stuff for free and I haven't paid them a dime. I paid them $150 in 2011, right? That That's a right. good deal. That was a good run. It's time to just give them some money for a good product.
1: <laughs> well, h- here's what came to me, right? And uh, And I was, when I bought Office, I was like, I was in between going looking for a new version of office i think it was 2012 and i was like man this is expensive you know and can i get a free copy yes but i was like this is expensive and i'm like i don't I, you know i, I don't necessarily want to always get the free copies of the software i use it i might as well support it and then um when they came out with this office 365 home i was like man that this is I uh, you know it's like 99 a year and i can install i can Basically support five people. I got, you know, two nieces and a nephew heading off to college. I definitely installed it on their machines. I installed it on my machine. You can install it on five PCs or five Macs, five tablets and five phones. And that's additional.
0: That was five PC slash Mac,
1: five tablets, five phones. Yeah. And it's just like, you can't beat that. I never have to worry about upgrades. It, you know, it's cheap enough per month where I don't even feel it. It's like eight bucks
0: a month. I mean, yeah. Pay more than that to watch TV, right? For HBO right. or
1: whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't even feel it. I don't even care. You know what I mean? And so and it, I never have to worry about it. And I always have office. Now, and one thing I, switch- I didn't realize, uh,
0: when we first talked and it, it's still a good deal. I just thought it was better than it was. They said you could share with up to five people. You can add, you kind of add them to their account and then they get their, they get their own storage. I think. Yeah. Each one, one gets a terabyte each. of storage. Every one of those people gets their own storage. But they don't each get five PCs, five tablets, five
1: Macs. I'm sorry, five tablets, five phones, five PCs. So it's five PCs total, five tablets total and five phones total?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I run five Macs, right? Mm -hmm. Steve's got two and I've got three. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I could maybe spare one of those. Uh, but I, I keep a Mac spare just in case this one goes down and has to go into the shop. Sure. And I got to keep doing the podcast, so I, I could live sure. without office for you know a couple weeks. Um, but that's really only one that I could give away. So right. it really if, yeah. And for normal people, in fact, how can you only run one PC for yourself? That's shocking.
1: For, well, for my personal use. Oh, personal right? use. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, so you've got I have my. PCs. Yeah, I got my. Yeah corporate PC over here. I got the the laptop sitting here that records the show. I got the 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 all in one over there that handles Skype. So yeah, yeah, definitely got tons of computers, but the ones that I would use Office on, it's just this one. Okay. Okay. So for me it's easy.
0: So so um just review for me uh what's changed in the last six years, five years so I don't have to go look it up. Just just run right down those those <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everything? <laughs> well, well, actually, Chris, one of the reasons I didn't do it a long time ago, uh, I, I I paid. You could get a one month free trial, or right. maybe you could even buy a month. I think you could. So I went out and I gave him ten bucks, and I watched. I played with it for a month, and I couldn't, at first glance, find things that were compelling. And I only looked at Excel because I don't really care about the other two that worked substantially differently than they did back in 2011.
1: Yeah, it's, it's no, there's nothing that was substantially different. I think, uh, the you know, they changed the it's cleaner, the way the ribbon, prettier, it's cleaner the way the ribbon works, which is the menu at the top. They cleaned up, and you know, everybody hated it at first, and but I've never had a problem with it. i, I never had a problem I, I, with it. <laughs> I like the condensed view. They changed, there's a lot more integration. It was the it seems like the integration between the products seemed to be a lot better as well. Hmm. Um, and the integration uh the automatic integration into uh OneDrive is one of the things they added oh, yeah, I over called the last year. Yeah, OneDrive. Uh, yeah, so like it almost seems like now like when you have OneDrive installed when you go to save a document it tries it saves it to the folder that syncs to OneDrive first so that you can access that stuff anywhere. That's one of the cooler things that I think they they took advantage of and that I really liked. Um but the overall the way things work and the you know the, it's it's pretty much the same. You know, okay. uh, from from my standpoint, I'm a I'm a regular user. I never considered myself a power user of Office. I'm just a regular user of OneNote, Outlook. Um, You know, I don't even I'm not even an Excel guy at all. You know, PowerPoint um, I get into. But, f- you know, for the for the basic person, it, it's fine. Um, well, well, you know.
0: That's the other thing is I've been surprised over the years at how well Stephen I have just adapted to using Google Docs. Uh I mean Google Sheets can do a pivot table it's kind of ugly and and kind of janky looking there's but there's enough about it that irritates me if I'm going to do a shared thing I would still use a Google Doc first probably mm-hmm. uh it'd be interesting to see whether we'll start using uh Office instead since we'll both have Excel now um right. but I think the majority of people use Excel to make lists make tables you know, yeah, you I'm want sure. column headings and you want some stuff in it and maybe you're going to add a column, right? How much money did I spend this month? You might do that. But you can do that in just about
1: anything. I mean, there's there's freeware ways of doing that for sure. Sure, um, including Office Online. You know, you can go, you, if you have a OneDrive account, you have the online version of Office, which is still you know, but you pretty, can't, pretty good. you can't oh, do you that on the, an iPad. You can view, but you can't edit. So if, I can, I forgot, on an iPad or an iPhone, you can download Office and use it, but you're missing some features, right? I can't remember. No, I
0: haven't used it enough. enough yet. I I just put uh, Excel. I'm not going to sully my iPad with the most revolting program on Earth, PowerPoint. Actually, no, <laughs> second most. I there's one I hate worse than that, but I just I hate everything about PowerPoint. And not actually the application. I hate I hate presentation programs in general. Um, so I don't know, but I'll, I'll take a look at, at Excel. I, I plan to do some sort of review to try to explain what the transition's been like and whether I, you know, do I think it's worth a hundred bucks a year when I'm done?
1: Right. Yeah. I enjoy it. I've, uh, I think, I think Rod got it. I can't remember, but I'm, you know, I'm, I think a couple of, not a lot of the uh, minions, from the S.M.R. podcast, uh, have it as well. Only Chris so, can
0: call his listeners of his show minions and get away yes, with that's it. That's right. Somehow they don't take that as an insult. They can't. They named themselves. Oh, they did. That was their name. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. pretty funny. I didn't
1: give it to them. So, little um, people. He's like, let's go. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been great, and I, I encourage anyone. You know, if you if you're looking. To upgrade your office install, you should probably take a look at this office three sixty five home it's uh and they have it a personal one too, so you don't have to do the full for sixty nine bucks, and I make no money from this whatsoever, but for sixty nine <laughs> bucks you can just do it for yourself.
0: oh, I you didn't know. know that
1: yeah six ninety nine a
0: month is that yeah, yep, yeah,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, that's just one um one pc one tablet one phone you get one terabyte one drive cloud storage and then they do have the hmm. office home and student as well
0: yeah that's well. so that's the one i used to do so that they do still have that okay so that's yep. uh one pc 150 bucks so it used to be 150 bucks for three pcs
1: yeah and
0: that's yeah, the one i right. bought in 2011 <laughs> 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 so I didn't even pay $150 for me for five years. I paid it for three people for five years. Right. Um,
1: yeah. Well, they're clearly trying to move people into their cloud offering. So,
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of subscriptions in general, but I'm going to give this one a whirl and, and see what what it's for. Let me ask you a really dumb question. As a home user, why do you need uh-huh. Microsoft Word? Uh we do, do a lot of footnotes
1: and and embedded tables and styling? and. No, I probably don't need it from a home user's perspective. But is it Outlook, I like. iPad you could have had. Yeah, I keep, <laughs> There's a bunch of, yeah, TypePad, including on um, OneNote. Is pro- I use OneNote extensively. And that's um, free,
0: so you don't need. Yeah, you don't need. It so I don't that, need huh? a
1: subscription for it. But I do. I do use that a lot more than I use it. I, you know, but having it, having the account, and me you on know, my nieces and nephews, they're probably more. Oh, okay, they're yeah. Probably, they're probably using it more than I am using it, you know. But yeah, that's, that's a good a, point. Maybe extent.
0: not everybody needed all the pieces, but amongst yeah. you needing all of them. Do you yeah. lot, do a lot of PowerPoint presentations? Maybe, you know, do your wife to suggest a, a you know, a
1: modification to the kitchen? you do PowerPoint there for her? So, no. Uh, instead, <laughs> what happens is I'll tell my wife that I'm going to paint a room, and then she'll say, oh, and I'll say, yeah. And then she'll say, what color? And I say, I haven't decided yet. And then when I pick the color, she'll look at the color and then she'll look at it as if it's the worst thing she's ever seen. <laughs> and then I will, in turn, ignore her reaction. I will paint the room and then she'll walk in and be like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. So <laughs> that's our back and forth. That's
0: you got that I process. Now, you, you you could present that to her in PowerPoint, though.
1: Right. You, know, uh, you
0: take a picture <laughs>
1: of the room. You could paint it like in Photoshop. Put it in. No. I, I, well, yeah. And actually I should take a picture of the face that she gives me every time before <laughs> and after. It's like, I'm like, remember this face? And remember this face? <laughs> because every time when it's done, she's like, oh my God, it looks really good. You know, cause I'm, I used to sell furniture. So oh. I kind of inherited the ability to contrast stuff in, in a room. You know what I mean? I'm not the greatest designer. I would never go in and say, let me design your house. But I'm pretty good at like picking out the smallest color, like in the tile, like you know, my tile is gray, but there's a slight rust in it. So I yeah. kind of went with that color on my walls and it, it you know, and of course it brought out the color in the, in the, in the tiles uh. extensively. So, you know, I'm pretty good at that, you know, then that's just from going into different people's houses, not saying I'm designing their houses, but I'm seeing what other people are doing. And delivering furniture, you know, up four flights of stairs, carrying a desk on my back. But I get in. I'm like, wow, I like what you did here. You know what I mean? So and then the guy I worked for was really good at that type of stuff, too. So I learned a lot from him. Oh,
0: interesting. Um, I have no talents whatsoever in this area. None. Yeah. We have beige walls. yeah yeah, 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 well yeah okay (laughs) carpet's (laughs) kind of a golden brown we got Um, wood furniture it's brown we got we we actually matched our dog and and both of our cats to the uh carpet
1: (laughs) oh wow (laughs) hold still (laughs) (laughs) Nope, uh, can't take you home you don't match yeah i did uh i'm a big fan of uh plum and olive together so i i tend to edge towards theirs and like the main floors and then uh and then I just redid the bed, the master bedroom, kind of in a, kind of a, almost like a taupe. Mm. And then that worked out well with the mix, mismatched wood floors that I did, which came out awesome. Um, so,
0: yeah, pretty I, good. I would like the audience to notice that he's completely dodged the question it's, of why he needs uh, office at home. I don't, I'm just <laughs> he's supporting. not a big Excel user. He doesn't nope. need Word. He could use TypePad, and he won't even use 3. PowerPoint
1: for, his, uh, for no. his family. No. It just seems like every once in a while, I need it. Yeah. So I don't. I don't need it heavily enough. I could probably get away with just using the online version. I could probably get away with just using my corporate computer. But uh, the you know since I paid for it, you know I have one niece who's done four years, uh, who's on her fourth year college. My second niece is on her second year. And then my nephew, this is his first year, and all three of them have had full office installs, and they're doing homework and all that stuff. And, you know, I've showed them how to use uh, OneDrive to sync and all that stuff, too. So That's it has benefited cool. me. Oh, sure. Now, sure personally. Sure. personally Mm, yeah not so yeah much. well I,
0: the, the <laughs> need i had uh bill holton uh, who's uh one of the you no know, silica castaways wrote to me and said hey you needed to work on a pivot table would i help him i was like do i i'll drop 100 bucks right now just to get to play pivot tables you know me <laughs> you got it i gotta make a video now that i'm i'm good at making videos i'm gonna do a uh, pivot table video i think that'd be a lot of fun oh, so, that actually, be cool I want to, uh, yeah, maybe you'll get excited about them. Uh, I wanted to make our last subject. You said you're thinking of dumping that Android phone. What would you get, Chris, if you did that?
1: So there's no new Windows Hotness unless they come out with a Surface phone that runs full Windows 10. And so I would have to Go back to the iPhone again. And I had an iPhone for about a year last year, tested it out, played around with it for a year. That's my regular drive. I'm not the, oh, let me use the phone for two weeks and then, okay, now I'm going to tell you everything I don't like about it. I don't roll with that. I can't stand that. So I used the phone for about six months, maybe, no, a year. And um, I gave it to my wife and I switched over and I bought the uh, Android uh, Nexus 6P. And I've been using that since like March. And it started out pretty cool. Now, I'll give credit where credit's due. The um Google's phone service is the main reason why I wanted to use it because that that is actually a cool concept.
0: Is that the Project Phi?
1: Yeah, they're Project Fi. And so for if people don't know, what Google's doing is they're basically doing their own phone service. And you could pay, I think you pay uh twenty, thirty dollars a month for uh voice te- and text, voicemail of course, and and then you can pay for up $10 per gig of data that you want per month. Now, the kicker is whatever data you don't use, they actually refund you that money. Can you also roll it over? It uh, it doesn't roll over because they give you the money back. So it's really one or the other. AT&T does the rollover data. Okay. Google's just giving you your money back. You didn't use this data. Here's your money back. If you go over, you pay you pay for like a, a basically another 10 gigs. So you know you pay you paying uh, I'm sorry not ten gigs gigs you pay another ten dollars for another gig chunk. Um, so I I like that concept and generally my bill is like forty five dollars a month That's not for bad. my phone. You know and you know and the other thing that they do is uh, which is coming along a lot more uh, is they do Wi-Fi calling now. So when you're home when I'm home I just basically turn my phone to airplane mode and then I just turn the uh Wi-Fi on and the Bluetooth on and I make so wait a calls. minute.
0: The so Android phones don't do Wi-Fi calling automatically.
1: Uh, I think I think whether Wi-Fi calling is on automatically is based on the carrier. Right. Right.
0: I, but I mean, but, iPhones do that.
1: Yeah. iPhone. I know with iPhone you can put in a code or I think recent no, ones.
0: You uh, there's a switch. Yeah, I think you they flip. changed
1: it with the recent ones. Yeah. They just it, it does Wi-Fi first. Yeah. But uh, it, it's available on the Project Fi. In fact, they have, you know, one of the things is they've linked it Hangouts, so you can make your regular phone calls from your desktop. Using oh, your that's cool. Lever, Very and cool. And you can do text messages from your desktop using the phone. So there's some cool aspects to it. There's some aspects of it that annoy me. One is they use Sprint and T-Mobile's uh data, I mean uh, cellular service. And they're not the greatest, And but neither of them are the greatest in my area. Now, the phone's supposed to switch automatically between whichever signal is stronger. But what it does is, like, let's say both are weak. It'll still fight to get on one of those instead of use my Wi-Fi. That yeah. I can't stand. I think that's stupid. Yeah. You know, um, when I'm home, it should just say you're home. Let's just use Wi-Fi. But it doesn't do that. Um, but one of the cool things, though, is if I'm on, on a Wi-Fi call at home, when I leave, it seamlessly, seamlessly switches to the cellular network, which I thought was handled well. That's but funny. the phone itself, and, and this is the the big problem, though, is I'm starting to see some uh, some issues with the phone. And, you know, this is let me back
0: up real quick before you get into that. Uh, I do want to say that I would not in any way call it seamless leaving the house every day when I or when I'm talking to Lindsay on the phone, I go out for a walk and I'll be inside the house. Signals Mm -hmm. clear. Everything's great. I get exactly one house away and she's gone every single time I have to hang up
1: and call her back. I think I've yet to drop a call when I leave the house. I think I've yet to drop a call and I've tested it quite a few times and I haven't noticed it's like, it hasn't, that's not some other stuff stand out to me that hasn't stood out to me. It's like being on the phone, phone call and leaving the house. Um, but some of the things that bother me are more with the, you know, they've done a good job cleaning up the UIs, a lot more consistency moving through the UI. Um, but it, it just seems like there's certain things like the phone all of a sudden it stops, stops responding. And it's just like, I'm getting too old when I'm younger, full of tech, my man cheese mode, like ah, par for the course I, I'm, I'm getting tired of putting up with that type of stuff now and uh you know uh, other times uh, the biggest thing for me and this has been on pretty much every phone i've used is bluetooth is just terrible technology and off the all the phone windows phones iphone and uh this android phone the iphone even not perfect Probably, handle, you know, had handled Bluetooth the best because I'm a Bluetooth guy that uses like a ton of devices. I have a Bluetooth connection in my truck. My iGrow uses Bluetooth. My headphones that I use for work uses Bluetooth. But I also have a Bose speaker that uses Bluetooth. And then I have um, two other headphones. I had my gaming headphones that uses Bluetooth so I could game and use my phone at the same time. And so I, I yeah, I'm regularly have probably like six or seven devices paired that I switch through all the time. Like it's not it's not it's nothing for me. You know, I have a speaker on my middle floor that I'll switch to and then my Bose speaker in, in the upstairs. So that that's regular for me. And I was trying to connect to my headphones. Um, I got these cool Logitech headphones that have a switch you use a USB adapter. It goes into your laptop. And then so when I'm using when I want to use uh, the soft phone on my laptop, I just switch, flip the switch and then it connects to the USB device, uh, piece in the. On in the laptop, And then when I want to use my phone, I flip the switch back down, and then I can use the Bluetooth on my phone. Oh, and cool. so I'm like, and so sometimes, like anything else, the corporate, you know, soft phone stop working. So I was like, okay, let me dial back into this meeting using my cell phone. And I was like, man, my headset's not connecting. I'm just like, why is this not working? I'm great. Like, start smashing the <laughs> phone, start smashing everything. So I'm basically put my phone on the speakerphone. Later on, I go going to my truck. Phone won't connect to my truck. I'm like, what is going on with Bluetooth? Come to find out. All the Bluetooth devices just disappeared off the phone. Wait, Every they single, were gone? Gone. Every <laughs> single one of them gone. You just
0: said, I'm tired. I just start over. Too many, right? Yeah.
1: It's like, you you do this too much. Too much. And so that was like a couple weeks ago. And then later on, after I repaired everything, I got in the truck, turned on, I was listening to a um a podcast, got in the truck, turned as soon as I turned on the truck and the phone connected to the Bluetooth, boom, phone rebooted twice. Oh, and I was like, on. I add enough, so yeah. I'm looking at this thing. So I, I think I, if- I don't
0: want to pretend that Bluetooth is just you know over in iPhone land. We we dance around with flowers and sing the praises of Bluetooth. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I no. think it's a lot better. And luckily, if if you had switched right when the iPhone Seven came out, I'd I, I'd you'd be beating me with a stick or punching me in the kidney because there were some weird Bluetooth problems where it would just go, nope. Like right in the middle of playing (laughs) a podcast in the car, just go, nope, don't want to anymore. Don't feel like it. And it
1: seems to have settled out. Right. And it's not just Bluetooth. Yeah, like I said, there's been some crazy times. The two things that are pissing me off the most is sometimes where the phone, I have to reboot the phone. And the other thing is it seems like I've lost a lot of battery life. And I'm not a guy that has a ton of apps installed. I don't have a ton of things running in the background. I, you know, I keep my screen brightness, you know, relatively low. Um, but, uh, the battery life has seemed to have taken a hit, um, since I've, since I originally got this phone. So it's just, I don't know, it's just too many things there. Now, now well,
0: that is another thing on the iPhone. Uh, when you get the iPhone seven plus the, my initial battery life was terrible. I mean, like not making it through a day. And uh, I tweeted about it. A couple other people said the same thing. And then some other people came in and said, um, you got to wait for it to finish indexing the phone. And it'll take a while. And they said a couple of days. It was a couple of weeks before it settled out. But now I go home with I go to bed with like 30, 40 percent left.
1: Yeah. So uh, just
0: you got to give it a couple of weeks before you get really angry about the uh, battery life.
1: So I smoked a brisket last night. I put it on at uh, 1130 last night. And yeah, I didn't have to. Cause I bought a new smoker that regulates temperature very well, but I slept in the TV room, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so I didn't have my phone plugged in and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, Hmm, you know, it's just something just like, get up. And the phone was almost dead. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) I had to go get the power cord. And there's no reason why I didn't plug it in. I was just being lazy and I feel like going to get the power cord to plug it in. But, you know, of course I'm expecting the alarm to go off at a certain time so I can wrap my brisket. You know what I mean? So it's just like, God, you can't even make it through the night (laughs) without, you know, so I I don't know what's going on. And uh, I don't care. I don't I'm not looking to troubleshoot. I don't care. I I I would tell
0: you one thing to do with that. That's a pixel. You said, right?
1: No, it's, this is this is not the Pixel. This is or the Nexus uh, 6P. 6P. Yeah, yeah, Nexus, okay, so Nexus
0: 6P. Yeah. 6P with Project Fi. Uh, Mike Elgin was on my show, and he talked about he saved saved his six uh, his 6P, and he uses it as a uh, as like a MiFi when he goes on international travel, and uh, so that works great because he can just use it as a Wi-Fi hotspot for his family. But mm. then he takes the he says he can take the SIM card out of that, stick it in his iPhone Seven, and it works. It doesn't work mm-hmm. as a hotspot anymore. You can't share it out, but you can use it.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, that means know, having just, it
0: around. I mean, if you don't travel a lot, I don't think it would matter. He's a digital nomad who travels all around the world, but...
1: Um. So what I tend to do, I you know, there was a time where I was buying three, four phones a year. And then I would buy the phone, and when the next hotness could come out, I'd give away that phone to a family member. So I probably... Probably if I do end and I, I think Rod kind of talked me off the ledge because I almost threw it out the window while I was driving <laughs> and uh after it after rebooted when I was trying to connect to Bluetooth and then um I was like he's like dude just still on the warranty The phones <laughs> you got the phone in March and it's like return the phone get another one and then you know see what happens at least so, you'll have
0: a brand new one to give to one of your family members
1: exactly so at the very least I'll have a spanking brand new one that I'm like here you know I, I, probably my brother's probably my brother's turn uh, to get a new phone. But the other aspect of it, and this is, you know, be interesting to you and your listeners is, so Um, last time I was on your show, we were talking about whether I was going to get an iPad for my daughter for her birth. It was back in August.
0: Oh, right. I right. did.
1: I did get the iPad for my daughter and she adores the thing. Uh, she's on it all the time. She, she doesn't even watch TV. She's, you know, she's, she'll eat dinner and she'll have her little iPad sitting next to her watching one of her YouTube shows, um, you know, or watching a movie or something. And I'm fine with it. That's fine. Because, you know, as long as homework's done, she can do whatever she wants. But um, she loves the thing. But the aspect of it that I didn't even think about was her usage of FaceTime. Hmm. And that... So has, has that been big? Huge. And that that kind of rocketed it for me and put it Facetime into a different light for me because what happened was now that she had Facetime and I gave my iPhone to my wife, my daughter would come home from school and Facetime my wife and be like, "Hey mom, home. What's going on?" You know, or she would send her text messages. Like she knows she can't call her all the time, so she'll send her a text message through Facetime.
0: Oh wow! And she's just
1: typing, "I love you, mom." You know, uh, "Can't wait to get home." Any, whatever, whatever she types, it's the most interesting th- dynamic that's been added to the household just because of this thing. And when I think about it, it's like I get annoyed because, like, Microsoft, you have got to make Skype easier for people (laughs) and more accessible because – you know, Apple nailed it with this FaceTime. And then you look at Google and it's like, ugh, what are you guys doing? You got like five different apps to do messaging and none of them are as good as FaceTime. Yeah, I I think the key
0: feature that they did was that you don't have to be in FaceTime to receive a FaceTime call. Exactly. And that's that's what matters all the world to this. So, I mean, I've got Skype on my phone, but I never run Skype. You know, if you tell me I'm going to Skype you at three o'clock, I'll be in Skype. That'll work great. But I don't need to be in,
1: in FaceTime for you to just, you know, give me a, you know, call me up any old time. And to be fair, I know Microsoft has been working on Skype over the last couple of years very diligently. But my point is, how is it not at least what a FaceTime is at this point? (laughs) So, and so when I think about it, I'm like, well, man, if my daughter comes home from school, grabs her tablet, calls her mom, then starts doing her homework or comes home and you know, comes home from, and I'll be downstairs working after I pick her from the bus, send her upstairs, go eat, get a snack and then get ready to do your homework. And I hear her giggling. She's talking to a friend or she's talking to her mom or her brother, you know, and it's just like, well, okay, this is a cool dynamic. So now I'm like, hmm, I'm going to buy her grandmother's an iPhone, both of them for Christmas. Oh, and then she can connect to them all the time. You know, one's here in the area, one's in Florida. So if I like if I buy them an iPhone now, she can. Yeah connect to them anytime she wants all the time they can connect to her anytime they want all the time because my mom would give me grief she'll be like i haven't talked to her in a while why haven't you called me you know what i mean it's just like well you know what now that's out of my hands
0: yeah yeah now you guys have the tools talk to you talk to each other well and grandma can facetime her too just to say exactly absolutely i haven't seen you haven't talked to you well I'm amazed at how often we use it. I, you know, I've got a new grandson and I get to see Forbes all the time. Lindsay will just FaceTime me because he's blowing spit bubbles. You know, I'm seeing the little bits of life, not just the special events of life.
1: Yep. And so, so when I think about it from that aspect and that ease of connectivity, and I don't have to teach her how to launch Skype to make a call because that would be the other option for me, right? Now it's like, maybe I should get an iPhone and just, you know, connect, finish the chain. You know, cause like her, you know, her cousins, my nieces that are in college, she's talked to them. She's called them and talked to them while they're at school. And you know, she, so that, that enriches her experience. And so if I'm traveling now and she can FaceTime daddy while she, while he's away and Roger used to talk about that all the time. It's a really cool thing that he enjoyed when he was traveling a lot and he was originally using the iPhone It was being able to FaceTime his kids. And so being able to not only FaceTime my daughter but then have her facetime her other family members it's kind of a cool concept so for me i'm actually a signer on my mom's account so i'm just gonna go buy a phone on her upgrade and then configure for her and ship it down oh that's so cool so so you're definitely
0: doing it for you then
1: i'm i'm gonna wait till i actually uh replace the phone oh right right but i'm yeah i'm like i'm already like 50 50 like one foot's already out the door no matter what. (laughs) Amar, so maybe
0: configuring your your uh, is it your mom or your mother in law's phone that you're gonna configure mom. your mom. Well, I'll,
1: I'll end up configuring both, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> right, right. But when you do that, then you'll be going, oh, okay, I see. How, this will be fun. This will be a good yeah. time. Yeah, you so, gonna get them I'll, sevens or seven pluses?
1: Uh, I will we'll probably do upgrade. So there's no way for me to do it for my mother in law without her knowing ahead of time. So we'll probably have to do the old gift certificate thing for her. To switch, and it's funny because we were in the car. She's uh, having some hip issues, and so I picked her up, and we went to a birthday party. And then she was talking, and we were talking about the whole thing. And then she was like, "Yeah, I, I really love how my Windows Phone, because that's what she's on, integrates with my Surface and everything else." She goes, "So it probably wouldn't make sense for me to switch to an iPhone." And I was like, "I'm like, wow, I'm about to talk her." Out of that, <laughs> which is such a beautiful thing, it that hurts she your soul, did, right? Because I like I set her up on all this, and she loves it. You know, she's not <laughs> she's a Surface RT, and she loves the the you know how everything is integrated. But I had to let her know. I was like, you know what? If you had an iPhone, a lot of that stuff is integrated there as well because Microsoft did do a good job expanding that stuff to the iPhone. You know, OneDrive and Office and all that stuff too. So. She And then, you know, so I was like, man, I got to prep her because this is what we're planning on getting her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was kind of a funny conversation. That well, just when you happened.
0: need to buy her a Mac so she gets that integration, you let me know. We'll give you some help here. Give you some yeah, advice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Keep, look outside. See if it's snowing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Chris, this was really fun. I knew this would be a blast talking to you. Why don't you uh, let people know how they can uh, find you and check out your show?
1: Uh, listen, you can always find me every week or roughly every week. We're recording on smrpodcast.com. Like I said, three friends just talking tech and other issues and and having a good time and you come be a part of the family. You can also catch us on our Facebook page, you know, you know, jump in the chat. We have a good time there. Um, smrpodcast.com forward slash FB. And, and, you know, if you want to hit, hit me up, shout me out on Twitter. Uh, Big Chris Ashley on Twitter.
0: All right, well, Merry Christmas to your family from Steve and me, of course.
1: I thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you guys.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. We are now supported by Patreon. So if you go over to podfee.com/slash Patreon, you can pledge your support to the show in weekly installments. If you don't have money to spare, I understand that. And it would be great if you used our Amazon affiliate links when you buy things on Amazon anyway, and a little bit of money goes to help the show. I love feedback. So please send me email at allison at podfeed.com. And you can join in our Facebook group over at podfee.com slash Facebook and our community at podfee.com slash Google+. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.